Welcome to the 242 Podcast. My name is Gabe, and I created this podcast to stir other Christ followers into action with biblical encouragement and personal testimony. Now, this podcast, we're going to be talking about do we really believe the Bible? But before we jump into that, I just want to pray for you, whoever you are on the other side of this, that you'll just be blessed. Lord, I just pray for whoever is listening to this, God. Whoever it is, whatever they're doing right now, wherever they're at, they could be at the gym, they could be in the car, they could just be sitting in a chair somewhere. Lord, help them to know you deeply. Like, actually know you. Lord, will you fill them up with your Holy Spirit? May they see you, God, and I pray that this message will resonate with them, God. And if you're to use it, God, will you use it? But if you're not going to use it, help no one to listen to this. I pray this in your name. Amen. So I'm going to be talking about a couple of verses here. But starting us off, I want to start with 2 Timothy 3.16-17. through 17. And that is, All scripture is breathed out by God, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that a man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. The Greek word for God-breathed, or breathed out by God, as it says in this passage in the ESV, is theopneustos, which means inspired by God, or God-breathed. It's a word that's only seen once in the Bible, this is the book we're reading. This is, this is the Bible that sits on your desk or in your backpack or it's on your phone, in your pocket. This is the scriptures. That's why it says Holy Bible on the front. The Bible which came out of the infinite mind of God that humans wrote down, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Now, wherever you're at, I want you to picture this. You can close your eyes if you have a second, but if you're busy, you don't have to, but try to imagine this vividly. Imagine if something heavenly or holy, something completely different than what's on this earth in front of us. We're in this room or in the car you're in or in the gym you're at or wherever you're at, a few feet away from you, like an angel or one of the seraphim or even if God showed up in a way that, that didn't make us burn up, will we not all fall on our faces? Imagine that for a second. Imagine your reaction. Imagine what that would feel like. Think about Moses. When he saw God, where God was or saw God's back. His face was shining. Like on Mount Sinai in Exodus 33, his face was shining. Now I have a question for you. Do, you. do you read the Bible like it is something holy? Or do you even read your Bible in the first place? Here's 1 John 5, 1-5. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ, 
has been born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments aren't burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? We have to have faith in Scripture. We have to trust this book, that it's something holy, that it's something different, that it's not just another book, that it's not just War and Peace or Hardy Boys or Lord of the Rings. Those, those books aren't holy. They're good books, but... They're not holy. We have to have faith in Scripture. We have to hold it above all else. We have to treasure it. Regarding our post-truth culture and, and post-modernism, there's a question that's often posed to us. How can we know the truth when we have limited knowledge of the world? Me, I, I don't know everything. So how can I know that what I believe is true? How can we know that scripture is true? Well, the only way if we can know everything is if we were all knowing. This is a quote from Wayne Grudem in Systematic Theology. He says, ultimately, there are only two possible solutions to this problem. One, we must first learn all the facts of the universe in order to be sure that no subsequently discovered fact will prove our present ideas to be false. Or number two, Someone who does have all the facts in the universe, who never lies, could tell us some true facts that we can be sure will never be contradicted. True knowledge comes from Scripture because it comes from the mind of God. Psalm 119, verse 105, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light to my path. A lamp light. Without it, we stumble. And the truth of the word is how we actually know things. But do we trust the Bible? When you think about Noah and the flood, do you actually believe that? That God flooded the earth? That God fit animals like two by two on the ark? Just like it does in the story. Or, or Moses in the Red Sea, that God took this body of water and split it in half like an axe on a piece of wood. And then the Israelites passed through it and then it shut on the Egyptians. Do you actually believe that? Have you ever brought up the Red Sea on Google Maps and thought, wow, God split this in half? Or Jonah, that he was swallowed by this big fish or whale, we, we don't know. And lived in there for three days and repented of running away from God and then was spat out on the shores near Nineveh. Do, do you actually believe that? Do we really believe this or do we just have a Sunday school understanding of it? Do we just say, oh, those are just stories? Do, do you live like it is true? How would your life change if you 
did. Think about Jesus walking on water. Think about Peter and how he stopped having faith and began to sink. Because when, when we stop believing, we're sunk. Do we have an awe and reverence for Scripture? Think about the miracles and acts. Do we truly believe that those things could happen today? Do you truly believe, like what Acts 1.8 says, that we have power in the Holy Spirit and that we can witness other people? Oftentimes we, we think we should, quote-unquote, be realistic. And let me ask you, does the world shape your idea of realistic or do the things of God shape that? Do they? Think about how you live. I know I don't live like that. I know that my life would change if, if I truly took those things to heart. But this is something we should strive for, to believe it. We say, be realistic. But Isaiah 55, 8 through 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As far as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts your thoughts. His thoughts are so much higher than ours. His ways are so much higher than our ways. We can't begin to understand it. We can't begin to, to judge it or to pick and choose what we believe. When we look at something, he commands us and say, that's for other people, or I'm not as gifted in that, or even just downright ignoring it. That's not following scripture. We hold our finite, fallible thinking over God's perfect, infinite mind when we do that. 1 Peter 2, verse 2 says, Like newborn infants, long for pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. We need to be like wide-eyed children when it comes to the things of God. When we read scripture, we need to open our hearts to it. We need it to move us. We need to have an awe and respect for it. Like when you read scripture, do, do you truly live like it's true? Do you? And how would your life change if you did? Ask yourself that. How would your life change if you realized that you had a member of the Trinity living inside of you? The Holy Spirit. God. Living inside of you. Provided that you've received the Holy Spirit. How would you live? Would you worry less? Would you trust God to give you the words when you share the gospel? Would you trust God for miracles? Would you pray for people to be healed even, even if you don't always see results? Or do you just believe what people tell you or believe what your experience says? Or do you believe scripture? No, that's all I got, but I want to pray for you before you go. So don't stop this podcast just yet. Lord, I pray for the listener, God. Will they know your grace for them?
Will you convict them in the ways they need to be convicted? But also, Lord, will you show them your love? May they know the fullness of you, Father. May they be filled to overflowing with your spirit, God. Will you work within them? Will you touch their heart? Will they feel your presence? God, as they go about their day or night or morning, may they just be in awe of you. May they reflect on their lives and think, huh, he showed up there, or he showed up there, or he showed up there. May they have close intimacy with you, Lord. Thank you, God, that you sent your son. Thank you, God, that you are a miracle-working God. Fix our eyes on you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening to the 242 Podcast. I hope you have a wonderful morning, noon, or night, wherever you're at right now. And may you know the abounding riches of God's love, and may you grow closer and closer to Him. Until next time, whenever that may be, See you soon.